Hello and welcome to our Mental Health Rocks podcast. We are on a mission to show the world that nobody is and never can be broken. Our episodes are dedicated to helping children and adults reconnect with and really understand their own mental health so that they can thrive no matter what circumstances they face. Your mental health, my mental health, our mental health rocks. Do you know what, Jules, is we're coming towards the end of Mental Health Awareness Week. I thought this would be just a really cool way of just exploring like Mental Health Awareness Week and, and what it is and why, why we only seem to choose one week out of, out of a 52-week year to really talk about how important mental health is um, and how everybody suddenly seems to have a focus on, oh, I need to work on mental health and I need to really focus on it and develop it and I'm going to use this week to really do something about my mental health. Um, when, when really what you and I have explored from our own journeys around our own experiences that actually mental health hasn't gone anywhere. It's never left us from the moment we've arrived. Um, and not just us, but our, care, <laughs> our cavemen selves as well. It's always been there. And that actually it's not something really that we've ever needed to work on. Unless you mean working on as in just understanding more about how it works and what it does. And I think for me, and especially this week around Mental Health Awareness Week, it's, um, I've seen it very much as it's, there's a bit of a misunderstanding around that working on mental health. Like I have to do something to develop my mental health, to grow my mental health. And I feel like that's the wrong direction and working on the mental health. But what if we just have to understand more about what it's doing all the time? That's key for me. When you said, you know, we don't need to work on it. For me, what came up was exactly the same. When we understand what's happening and when we take action with that understanding, changes happen. Now, I've seen lots of people, you know, the mental health gym, you know, the mind gym and all sorts of things. And weird and wonderful posts I've seen this week, some absolutely amazing ones, some maybe not so helpful, but everybody coming from the right place or in their, in their mind coming from the right place. But what comes up for me is we don't just focus for one week on eating right. We don't just focus on one week on looking after our bodies. It's a continuous education. It's a continuous conversation that has broke down any misconceptions people have had. And it just becomes something that's normal to talk about. Mental health isn't at that stage yet. And I think it could be so much more valuable for people if it was, if we just... Mm. This is our whole thing with we go to schools and we work with people, teaching people that they can never be broken, teaching people that they were meant to feel all of the feels and have all of the experiences that all through the generations, their ancestors have had all of these feelings. 
they just didn't label them as, as you know, can you imagine a caveman sitting there saying, I can't go out of the cave. I can't go out of the cave because the, the dinosaur is going to come and eat us. And probably totally different um, times there, but I can't go out and hunt because, you know, the lion might eat me. They felt it. They labelled it as a fear and they still took the action that they needed to take. We come, all come from a huge long line of survivors that have, that have felt every experience. It's not as if our grandparents didn't feel all the feelings that we're feeling. It's not as if we've invented a whole new bunch of feelings that are just new, mm. that people have never felt before and we need to really work on them. People have been living through and having these experiences and still just getting on with life, even without the understanding for generations. The fact that now, just as science progresses, just as um, DNA, you know, all of the genetics progress, our understanding of how our mind and our feelings and our experiences created has progressed. We're in the best place possible now to understand it than we've ever been. But at the same time, the other side of that scale has been the likes of social media and, you know, really demonizing mental health, really, you know, focusing on it just not being natural to have it. If it being something that you've got to stretch that muscle, you've got to build that muscle, mm. you've got to work it. That's a lot of just incomplete nonsense. Yes, understand how we work. Yes, there's action to take. Yes, the more action you take, the easier it will become to take that action. Yes. But it's not as if you're not actually fully healthy, even when they're taking the action. You just got some feelings you don't like and you don't want. Yeah, I like that. And it's it's like this the world of social media have almost kind of suggested that, oh, we've taken your mental health away. Yeah, that's gone. That's gone now. And, and so this is, we're going to feed you this to help you rediscover it. We're going to feed you this so you can work on it, so you can fight back and reclaim it. And you know what? It reminds me of that episode we did with the power of suggestion that we did quite um, one of the earlier episodes on the podcast of how there's a suggestion of your mental health disappeared. We know that you've had it like as a human race for billions and billions of years. But Mark Zuckerberg's just bought it and it's gone. Now we can give it you back. But you're really going to have to work for it. You're really going to have to develop it. And we innocently fall into that. Oh my God, my mental health. You know, when we feel like we're suffering, when you say like we're feeling that uncomfortable feeling in the same way as the cave the care person didn't want to go out because there might be a tiger. The feeling's no different. We're still feeling that. The difference is that we have now created our own experience of, oh, Facebook was right. My mental health's gone. Oh my God, how do I get it back? And, and that can lead to, do you know what that can lead to as well? That can lead to actually joining a social media group where everybody else has lost their mental health. And so when, when you go into that group and you're like, guys, I can't find my mental health. Everyone else goes, yeah, me too, man. It's sad. I think it's gone forever. 
we're just going to have to accept accept it. Me and these 10,000 other people in this group, we're just going to have to accept that's how we are now. That's how it's going to be. And it couldn't be further from the truth at all. Um, the the feet like you say the feelings the feelings that we have now are no different. We we haven't arrived on this planet. You, I, other people, we haven't arrived on this planet with a whole unique, totally different set of feelings that our grandparents had, or our great grandparents, or our ancestors that definitely used to hunt dinosaurs. I don't care what they say about history; they were definitely humans and dinosaurs at the same time, right? Okay. Um, the only thing that has changed is, yeah, that suggestive perception and we've got more labels to add to it now because, like you say, yeah, the, the miracle of discovering has led to we're able to label different patterns of behaviour, for example, and, and different... We've maybe looked at the feeling in a little bit more detail. Oh, if you could see my fingers on this podcast, honestly, I'm, I'm like, getting into it. You could see the detail of the feeling now means we can give it another label. That's all that's changed. Yet, back in prehistoric times, they did not have labels. They they just understood that there was an uncomfortable... I don't know if they, they might not have even understood. Who knows? But there was a feeling, and then there wasn't. And then there was a change of experience. And then there was a resilience kicking in to go back out of the cave and go, screw it, I'm off hunting again. I really need to get that velociraptor. And it's it's natural, right? That people gather in large numbers. It's because of the safety, right? We've done it, we've done it throughout the generations. And being with people who who are feeling the same as us and thinking the same as us and believing the same of us, on some level makes us feel a little bit safer. Mm-hmm. And pretty much on another makes us feel 20 times worse because it reinforces, oh, we're broken. Yeah, me too. Oh, I can't, I can't go throughout the day without crying 20 times. Yeah, me too. We've just got to live with it. We can't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's as if all of the hope has been sucked out of the groups and the vortex of that. With the best will in the world, you know, people aren't doing this to deliberately be horrible to other people. It's because they're... they're wallowing in their own dark darkness themselves that they can't see any light so if they can't see any light they can't tell anybody else that there is light there but if you're in one of those groups leave (laughs) it's the best Mm. piece of advice i can give you i've been in those groups to try and help people before and people can be very invested in actually no this i'm right i am broken I'm, I know I'm broken. These everyone is agreeing with me, but you know what? All it takes is the tiniest chink of light to light up a room, just 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 to through the darkness, just to make the poor perception different. And this is what we're asking you to look for. Notice the times that that you're not crying. Notice the times that you're brushing your teeth and you're not feeling as bad as you were when half an hour beforehand. Notice the times when you're just absent-minded looking out of the window or having a cuppa or just on the phone to a friend. Notice the times when you're smiling with a TV programme. There might only be fleeting seconds, but they are proof that the light exists. Every time you get a little flash of light coming into the darkness, you know there's light outside of it. Every time you yeah. can see it in yourself, it's the same thing. 
Every time you see that, that is your mental health working for you. The moment that little, like you say, Jules, that nanosecond of clarity after a really good cry is your mental health reappearing because it's just brought on all the tears to clear your system, to give you that moment of clarity. That is what you want to look at. Because when you catch that little glimpse and go, oh my goodness, I feel better now. You then start to see, oh, I feel better after a good cry. Instead of, I can't go through this crying thing again. That little bit between coming out of crying into the story of, I can't go through crying again. Look there. Because what you will notice in much the same way as you sigils, that little glimmer of light will then start to get a little bit bigger and a little bit bigger and a little bit bigger until in much the same way as when there's less clouds in the sky, you see more sun. When there's less story coming on either side, you start to see more mental health working for you and what it's doing as well. So as always, the invitation is to go and explore and let us know what comes up for you. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you would like to find out more about what we are up to in the world, you can follow us on Instagram. Give us a follow at Our Mental Health Rocks. Or you can catch us on our Facebook page, which is Our Mental Health Rocks. Rocks.